Let me introduce myself. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. What up, Mean Militia? This is your host, Mean Joe Grizzly, for the Mean Joe Grizzly podcast. And when I'm not running for my life in the woods from some alien trying to take my skull as a trophy, I'm here at the Grizzly Cave, reviewing movies, reading comics, listening to metal, and crushing beers. And on today's episode, I've got a special guest. Yes, you heard it. I have a guest. I have never had a guest before, but I thought that I would bring home my good friend, Jake of Gotham to talk about the new Predator movie, Prey. What is up, Jake? Not much, Mean Joe. You know, uh, on my way here, I had to come through the woods and saw a spaceship uh, look like crash out there and started hearing some weird stuff going on out there. And when I came up to the to the cave, there were some skulls out there and I'm not sure what's going on out there, but I really don't want to get involved because I'm definitely not a predatory person. I feel like I was kind of being preyed upon. Yeah. Yeah, I felt the same way earlier. I had to come back to the Grizzly Cave to grab my battle axe. I was about to go whoop that alien's ass. But you showed up, and now we're going to talk about the new movie Prey. But before we get started, I want to remind everyone to please like and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. That way, you'll never miss an episode. Also, Follow the show on all social media platforms so you can get updates on upcoming episodes, geek news, discussions, cool videos, and interact with yours truly. So follow me on Instagram and TikTok at the Mean Joe Grizzly Podcast and at Mean Joe Grizzly Pod on Twitter. Like the Mean Joe Grizzly Podcast Facebook page. And last but certainly not least, join my Mean Militia on the show's official Facebook group, The Mean Joe Grizzly Mean Militia. I look forward to interacting with all of you and talking about all forms of badassery. But we're going to talk about the new Predator movie Prey now. So let's get to it. This is Brews and Reviews. Let's get this thing started. So, Jake, Prey, what'd you think? Okay, so Prey to me was a pretty interesting film, just simply because the last rendition of the Predator that we had was in 2018. So it's been, you know, four going on almost five years since we've had anything with the franchise. And on top of that, it was anything we've had anything with the franchise that was decent or at the bare minimum good. 2018's was a load of dog shit. Yeah, the but, Predator was a pile of shit. Like we we recently rewatched that, and man, that movie, holy shit, that movie's bad. It's it's not even like it's not even so good. It's bad. It's just a. I hope those a pile actors got paid really well because if not, I would be severely mad that I even was involved in the project. Like that. Yeah, it, it it was it was a pile of shit. Like I. It, it was I, I think the movie would have been I think the movie had potential to be good like the premise of the movie wasn't necessarily bad it was whoever wrote the script and the lines in that movie 
just shit the bed completely because it like some of the jokes were awful the over the top acting like what even a movie is... like that doesn't need comedic relief like that if a true predator movie i get it was a little modern we're in like this little town cities you know a whole military things behind it but at the end of the day i shouldn't be laughing when a hunter from another planet wanted to get my skull out of my body i should not be laughing and also shouldn't be trick-or-treating with a child either. Like no, nothing in that movie made sense to me. Yeah. Up until the last you mean, part. You mean trick-or-treating without your child trick-or-treating without you. Oh, it's even worse. And your child has Asperger's syndrome. Yeah, it's it's As, this, Asperger's this script was all over the place. Yeah. You got these vets that are all over the place with their mental health. You got people that are making jokes that have nothing to do with what's going on. Right. And then the really the best part of that whole movie was the opening scene and the ending right because everything uh, else was just too over the top and made no sense that script was all over the place and we got, 2018's was trash well we got the the original the original director came back for this movie and everybody was so hyped up for it and i don't want to really talk a lot about it because we want to talk about prey first but the original director came back for that movie and everybody was so excited because i thought oh man it's the original director from the first predator and it's like he in his head was like, I'm going to make a parody of the original Predator because stuff in the original Predator wasn't necessarily funny. It was that over the top 80s acting, yeah. but it but it was funny because like lines like, I ain't got time to bleed or they're dug in there like an Alabama tick. You know, like Jesse Ventura's lines that are freaking awesome. I, I love it. But like, it's, it's like they took that premise and they were like, let's take it so over the top that it's a parody of that. Like, it felt almost like, uh, it's kind of like with, with like the new Thor movie. It's like, let's let's make a complete joke of the characters or the, the idea of the movie. Like, like it, was a, it was a Wayans Brothers Predator movie. That's what it felt like. Yeah, I can see that. Or really that whole movie to me felt like just an hour and 12. 38 minute long Key and Peele sketch about Predator. It really did feel that way. I agree with that. It felt just it like that. It felt like that. a comedy yeah. movie. I agree with that. It felt just like that. But let's stop talking about the Predator. We have time to shit on that movie in a little bit because after we get done with this, we're going to rank all the Predator movies in order and in a new segment I like to call Grizzly Grade Rankings. So let's move on back to the movie Prey. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I think that it, it was such a, it, it was so cool to see them go back to basics, but at the same time, bring something fresh and refreshing to this franchise that was all but dead. It was almost like, it's kind of like when, and I know a lot of people don't really like Prometheus or Alien Covenant, but it was kind of like that. It was kind of like after seeing you know, Alien 3, which was like this this big fuck you to the fans that that loved Aliens. And it just killed the whole good part. Like, the story was written for itself. And you killed everything from the plot from that story. And it right. just, it, Alien 3 is a piece of shit. Everybody knows that. Not nearly as bad as some of the other ones, but it's pretty bad. And pause for a second. If any of y'all are hearing snoring in the background, that is my dog Ernie. And he is up here taking a nap while we are recording. So, hope y'all like pets because I love my dog. And 
he's always going to be around me. So if you ever hear any snoring in the background, once again, it's my dog Ernie. But back to what I was saying. The audience might not be used to hanging out and listening to you talk and, and listen to a bunch of snoring. Right. I've known you for so long, and I've heard you snore so many times that it's just second nature to me. At this point. I am literally a mutant grizzly bear. I cannot help it. That's just how I go. It's, it's part of my nature. But I digress. So it felt like that the franchise of Predator had grown stale and was just doing this same rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat over and over again and doing some things. Like I think that Predators did something different when them bringing people to a planet to be hunted. I thought that was a good concept, but nevertheless, then you got the AVP movies and those movies weren't very good. They were no. too too comic booky, and I love the the Predator comics. I think that's what they were going for, but where they screwed up at is they made the first one PG thirteen, and then they made the second one this real dark movie that should have been awesome. It was rated R again finally, but it should have been awesome. But the damn movie itself is so dark you can't see shit in that movie. So and really, in all honesty, it still stayed at PG-13 because all the gore and all the action that was in that dark. movie, you couldn't <laughs> see it. It was in the dark. It was if Ray Charles was trying to watch two aliens fist fight each other and it's just what I was going to see. Nothing. You're going to exactly. hear some stuff going on, but you're not going to see it's, anything. It, that's, that's a fact. That's exactly how it is. But then we get we get prey all these years later after the failure of the predator and prey just feels like it's like prey is the movie that all the fans sat around getting drunk one night saying you know it'd be cool if predator went back to like you know more primitive times and fought like some of the best warriors in history and it just so happens that they choose the Comanches and I think that that is so freaking awesome that someone actually pulled the trigger and did that and I personally I hope that they keep doing stuff like this I want to see Predator and Field Japan but we'll talk about that in a second as well I think that the movie overall is fantastic it really is and to come back to some of the concepts behind where this movie sits place in like Native American state like it's still you can tell that whatever area that they're in or supposed to be in is not really colonialized it's still very primitive it's before civilization which is great and I love that concept I love pretty much breaking it bare bones to anything but I also would just like to give a full shout out to the production team and the marketing team of this movie to make sure that it went to a platform where they knew it was going to be watched. Exactly. Because even though it's a good movie, and it's a good Predator movie, if it would have actually hit full-on box office in theaters, it would have been slaughtered. I think so, too. That I, is a very... It felt like one of those really good straight-to-DVD movies, which is a lot of stuff we're seeing nowadays in streaming mm-hmm. services. You're getting straight-to-streaming services movies. Right. And a lot of those movies are trash. But then you get these small little gems that are just amazing, and this is one of those situations. I I definitely think that it benefited from streaming, and I think that Disney slash Fox, you know, they all one company now, I think that they made the right call testing the waters by putting it on Hulu. Now that this one was so successful, I do think they can take that risk and release the sequel to this in theaters if they want to, depending on where they're going to take this series. Because are they going to keep calling it Prey? Or like, or is it going to, you know what I'm trying to say? Are they going to like, yeah, I get, where you, I get where you're coming from with it. Yeah. 
but in my personal opinion, this movie done so well as a streaming only movie right. that they should probably try to keep that same marketing scheme with the ones going forward. Mainly because still with unfortunately some parts of the world COVID still a popular thing. So a right. lot of people still don't trust going to movie theaters. Ever since shootings and things, a lot like I've seen them in trends, a lot of people just don't like going to the movies anymore anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't feel comfortable. The fact that movies at this quality and this production value is coming straight to what essentially is now the modern home video being on streaming services opens up avenues for any other movie going forward and it shows that you can have a full-fledged production movie be successful going straight to streaming services, especially away from Netflix. Because Netflix has its own platform and they make a fuck ton of money. Hulu, not so much. But the fact that they put it on a service that's a little more popular and still very gross worthy mm-hmm. it was a good move on their part and I think that also helped to benefit the movie as well about how good it was because I mean right off the bat this movie's going to get one star more than usual just for the simple fact that I didn't have to pay anything to watch it yeah other than your like monthly pers- yeah. yeah but you didn't have to go you didn't have to pay forty dollars yeah, I didn't go, have to, to go, go yeah. to my local AMC or Regal Cinema and pay fourteen dollars for it to be on a weekend, and then buy a ten dollar drink that is watered down, and right, then I right. wanted a box of Twizzlers. And the only thing they had was Red Fines, and I got mad and bought them anyways, and was disappointed before the movie even started. <laughs> right, I love going to the movies, but there's nothing worse than than going to a movie and it's not good. If, I, if this would have been in the theaters, I'd have walked away completely satisfied. I think that it's. I think it's. I would too, good. only if I saw it matinee. I don't think personally with this movie, as I mentioned before, it being on straight home video is what helped it in my opinion. Mm-hmm. If I was to go see this on an opening night, like a Thursday night opening night, and I paid eighteen dollars to see this movie, I may not have been as satisfied with it personally. I do think that the quality of the movie, considering it is on the streaming service, the quality of the movie is very good. And but you can tell that it may not have been like for instance, this doesn't look like an Avengers movie or a Justice League movie. No, production and I think wise. that benefits it as well. It's also, almost like yeah. a a really good B rated version. Right. Of these over the top scaled movies that we've been getting. Right. They took a known franchise mm-hmm. that hasn't had anything good in many years, probably the best thing that's happened in at least almost a decade for that movie was really just bringing Predator into Mortal Kombat just because everyone wanted it so we got it that's right so before that I mean we really didn't have much to go on for a while I mean even in the comic book realm of Predator it was stale yeah like it was it was a dying icon and this really revitalized it coming back into the mainstream I do think that's something that it needed and if it happened in theaters it wouldn't I don't think it would have had the same gross I think that the the licensing of and I could be completely wrong about this and forgive me if I am but I do think that the even the comic rights have went to Marvel now like I think that Marvel's about to start doing comics so this could breathe life into that too and give us more lore and all that which that's I want to see Spider-Man fight Predator you want to see Spider-Man fight Predator we had Batman fight Predator back in the day and, I mean, that, and that was pretty cool but I, I think that uh, but I want to see 16 year old yeah. Peter Parker or even like 17-year-old Miles Morales because he's got a little bit more tools on his utility belts to be able to fight Predator. Like That would be kind of cool. Like, like Jason in Manhattan? Bring me Predator in Manhattan right. and I want, <laughs> I, want, I want S.H.I.E.L.D. to have to fight and deal with Predator. Let's, let's talk about that when we get to that segment. So the, the one 
I think that the characters are great in this movie. The well, the I think that the lead character is great. Oh, she's amazing. She's great. She what, was, what was her name? Amber Mid Thunder. Amber Mid Thunder. She's played in a few other yes. movies and some TV shows. She's not a hugely known actress, and she knocked this out of the fucking yeah, park. I think that she like completely sells that character. And it even helps that like that's her bloodline. She is right. a Native American actress, right? And being able to play that kind of character. Like she even said in some of her interviews, it made her feel at home right. because that was her home. She was with her people, right. people from her actual, you know, she grew up on like reservations. People from her actual res was in that movie. Right. So it was almost like a family film for her, but a family film where people's skulls are getting ripped out of their head. Right. It I sounds say, like Thanksgiving dinner in some homes. Right. I think her brother was good too. I, I'm not familiar with the actor's name, but I, I I'm not either off the top of my head. But I do think he has some really good. They're, they're definitely the two best characters in the entire movie. Uh, I think that they did a good job with that. Now, the, I think you're not getting enough credit to the dog. Oh no, I love the dog. That dog. I don't know who they. I should had. say. I should say the human actors. How about that? The dog. That's fine. The but dog I want to give some credit to that dog because yeah. that dog went through some bullshit. Yeah, I was like, the dog dies. <laughs> I'm done. He got chased by a grizzly. He got. He he he, he got just, caught in a bear trap. He distracted the. He distracted the the predator. Like, yeah, I, I did not want that dog to to die. And speaking of dogs, my dog is over there guzzling water now. You can get your drink on, Ernie. It is bruising reviews after all. I do think that in the English version of Prey that the dialogue that the the tribe and the people in the tribe use is a little too modern. Like, I don't think that, even though they, I get it, it's a movie, and I do get that we're supposed to suspend some kind of disbelief, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, with it being a little too modern and how they speak, it comes up with a lot of issues, mm-hmm. you know, with being able to believe, you know, can get the immersion of the film. Yeah, to put you in itself. that that setting. Uh, yeah. With that, also, it's a good thing it wasn't too primitive either. You know. We oh, don't of course. Need we don't need a, a sixty million years BC. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't need that. <laughs> we don't. We don't need Far Cry Primal where everything's just right. in clicks and hunks. So. Right. So that one wasn't that that wasn't too big of a gripe for me. I think that my some of the stuff that was talked about in that movie was also very too modern for what was going on at the time, and also it's kind of confusing to me how with the culture of the actual Native Americans, when something like that would have happened. Mm-hmm they would have seen that as a bigger threat if not like a god raining on their people exactly instead they saw it as in like oh this this bear got hands and right it's right a right fucking alien with dreads like, right and and i think that uh i think that that's just part of you guys suspend disbelief for a little bit yeah it is also a sci-fi film so i mean really all right. at the end of the day it doesn't matter what fucking language that, that, you're speaking right anyways. that's a very very minor gripe of mine it's a popcorn movie exactly I, I think my biggest gripe of the movie and it's my biggest gripe with most modern film the practical effects there are the lack thereof i do i like how the predator was actually practical uh so there was a lot of cgi blood there was a lot of cgi blood but also your gripe with the special effects is completely opposite from my gripe on story writing and storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll finish with yours, but we need to come back to let me rant a little bit on whoever wrote this script because I have some shit I need to talk about. 
Okay. I, but with the yeah. CGI, I understand some of the blood, especially the predator's blood. Well, the ba- the bear. Like the bear okay. Too. I, I get I get that it would it would lose the effect of when he tears the bear open yeah. and the blood spilling on him. It would lose that effect. But I think that they could have made the blood a little more practical, I guess. I, I mean, but also you have to remember something as well, Joe, with this is that the simple fact of that's not really an actor in that suit. I'm pretty sure a lot of his suit was CGI. You think so? Because I've seen pictures of him actually in the suit. I haven't, I haven't really looked too much into this since it came out, but there's some, something feels a little off about his suit, especially when he loses the helmet. It could have been the. It could have been the. Um, it could have been the budget. The budget could have been. Could have been. Laxed on the actual effects or it could have been they could have enhanced it with practical effects that could have been something that happened because you can definitely blend practical and cgi together oh, yeah, it happens all yeah it happens all the time it happens a lot a lot of the star wars shows like in mandalorian there's a lot of stuff in that is practical and cgi effects right. together and that kind of thing can be done in a bigger project much like Rain. maybe that's what happened but it was a little the budget was a little con, little budget constraints maybe that's what even, happened do you, do you know how much they made this movie for that I don't know off the top of my head. I don't either. I'd have to look I think that it'd be up. pretty interesting to see how much they actually spent on this movie. I'd like to see what they spent on actual effects. Uh, if we had like a guy like you know Joe Rogan over here that can go and look up shit for us, we could probably get it pretty quickly. Yeah, Jamie, get that for me. Right. <laughs> Shout out Joe Rogan. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where I, I'm always gonna want full practical some cgi is good when it comes to like you know giant monster movies and stuff like oh, yeah. like modern guys little movies i'm completely okay with it being cgi because cgi has come so far but i do think that this could have been a little bit more practical and and that gave it for me that and some of the uh some of the dialogue like i said being a little bit too modern for the setting right. that that's those are those are my two biggest gripes everything else i think this movie is phenomenal I think it's great. So, coming back to how much that movie cost mm-hmm. to make, right? According to ScreenRant.com, mm-hmm. I'll give them the credit. Mm-hmm. Um, the Predators movie here is a smaller film. I just want to say, the 2018's The Predator mm-hmm. was 88 million dollars to film. Jesus. And Prey, however much it cost the film, was. They don't have a specific on here, but they said it cost almost less than a twelfth of the Predators movie. So a twelfth of eighty-eight million dollars. This film was shot for like two million dollars. I mean, it it's it was definitely on a lower budget side of things. It's probably the reason it went straight to streaming services and not into theaters. Yeah. But if they're going to be able to do quote unquote low budget for today. Like, The Predators was released in every theater in 2018, and it was dog shit. This movie here was filmed with, I'm probably going to say probably less than a tenth of its the original budget, and it's a thousand times better. So it's probably like a $10 million movie. I would say so. I couldn't yeah. find anything saying exactly how much it don't. It, it doesn't look like it doesn't look like a an eighty million dollar movie. I can tell. Oh you God, that. no, absolutely it, not. It, an eighty. Then again, some eighty million dollar movies look like they didn't cost eighty million dollars right. to make either. It, I'm I'm pretty sure it's probably closer to the fifteen to twenty million range, but we could be completely off. But with that being said, I am aware that this movie was straight to streaming and 
there is budget constraints. So maybe my maybe my uh, maybe my gripes with that are a little unfounded, but nevertheless, that's one of my gripes. But if that's the only gripe you have about this movie, is that the CGI and some of the practical effects didn't meet eye to eye, and that's the only issue you have with this movie, mm-hmm. and it didn't ruin it for you, I don't necessarily see that as a big enough flaw. Okay. Because just for the simple fact of if the budget's low enough, and you're trying to get as much detail as you can without overcoming that budget and have to do real practical effects, which mm. those are really expensive to film. Oh, yeah. Full-on practical Absolutely. effects. If you had a fake bear that you ripped apart and rained this fake blood onto you for that practical effect look, and two seconds later he slips and falls or something, you just lost like $100,000 in profit. Right. And you do that four or five times, they went your whole budget. Right. And I, I get that. I understand that all that. What was what was your gripe? I thought that the script had was pretty solid. The script was solid, except for you see this happen a lot in some of your horror movies these days. You see it happen a lot in a lot of sci-fi like thrillers. Mm-hmm. Whoever writes these scripts to these movies, stop fucking foreshadowing everything that's going to happen in this movie in the first twenty minutes. Right. The training montage with her and the axe. How she sucked. Right. And then later on, we find out that she sucks. Right. And then learns as she went. But everything was foreshadowed ahead of time. Like her throwing the axe with a rope on it, trying to use it for that. We see that later on in the movie. Her right. trying to throw axes at moving targets and missing. We see that later on in the movie, and she still misses. She did not get better. Right. You know, and like everything, all of her flaws that we were should have seen like in combat, like, damn, this bitch can't fight worth a damn. No, we knew from the beginning she couldn't fight worth a damn. Right. You know, that's the whole point. Like her tribe didn't want her to go hunting. But it's but it's good. the whole but it's the whole her having to persevere over her physical limitations yeah, this, and skill and all this that. This movie's definitely one of those movies where let's take somebody who shouldn't be in this position, put them in said position, mm-hmm. and then see how they're going to overcome the problem. And I think they were successful with that. I think. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I could agree that they were successful in that, mm-hmm. except. Still the simple fact in the first twenty minutes, the dog getting called by the bear trap, we see that again later. Right, right. The bear itself not being able to be found until miraculously it's found by Predator. That's also seen as well. And the tribe getting in fights and all this. A lot of foreshadowing was done in the first third of this movie. I think the biggest that, one was probably the mud pit, the sinkhole. Her getting yeah, stuck we, in the I, sinkhole. I, what, I read part of an interview about that and that was one of the most challenging scenes in this movie because that was like really thick practical mud she was in actual mud right she stands at like five foot four and she was in an eight foot deep mud pit i couldn't even do that thank you five six five seven with my boots on I couldn't do that. One, I already can't swim worth the damn. Two, let alone it being in mud. Right. I'm, hey, I'm a little chubby. I'm going to sink to the bottom. Right. She was fit. I, I think that that... I still struggled. I think that that, that uh, scene was a good fake out. Because, oh. because I thought that like... Oh shit! They're just—they're gonna—they're gonna let her get covered in mud, and the predator's not gonna be able to see her because her body temperature is gonna be brought down. One thing about that scene I loved. He wasn't even around. Right. Like, this whole scene of her struggling in right. this Looney Tunes-style, like, quicksand mud pit. Right. Which, at times, was a little comical. Right. The only challenge she had in that is, one, 
trying not to drown in mud. Two, why the fuck can I get this axe that I already knew I couldn't throw with this shit right. in between this tree <laughs> for five minutes? I, I agree with that. I do think that... Um, I do think that, like I said before, I think that was a really good fake out, though, because it looked like that they were going to do the same shit that they do in all these movies where they just rehash shit that's already been done. Yeah. We and, get it. You cover yourself in Right, blood. right. He can't see. But you they, saw it in the very first Predator but they movie. Didn't. Please don't use it again. But they didn't, and I loved it. Yes. And I, I think that it, her using that as a trap, knowing that she is physically limited, that she couldn't she couldn't physically take down the predator on her own she had to find a way to take him down and i thought that it was good of using that and her being intelligent too using her intelligence as her advantage and a lot of people have a lot of her intelligence of being a tracker right you know tracking down animals and stuff really helped her in the end of this movie being able to get away from it she was covering her tracks well eating the eating the flower eating the flower to lower her body temperature that was perfect i thought that was great the, Which once again also foreshadowing because they used the same thing did. early on to slow yes. his, her tribe members' blood like heart rate down, right? So he wouldn't bleed out, right? And they're like, "Well, he's going to be in immense pain." It's like, but it's better than dying, right? So later on, while I'm trying to fight this predator that, that can see thermal images, in, right? You know the fucking see the seeing infrared and stuff. Yeah, I'm going to eat this flower. It's going to lower my body temperature. It's going to slow my heart down. So he can't see me as easy. I I, th- I thought that was a great Again, a great addition. That to brings that. up my gripes of foreshadowing, and I get it. It's callbacks to movies. Right, That's right, what a lot right. of movies are written as. You get callbacks. To but I think they're movie, smart like, callbacks. Like, oh man, it was the Pizza Man. You know that right, kind of right, deal. Right. And this one, it was like, oh okay, cool. We've seen this flower used. It's before. just a it's a different it's a way different of, of they gave us yeah. her tool set at right. the beginning of this movie to set her up for failure. I think and it she was, still yeah. overcame. I think it was. I thought it was. They they did them a lot smarter in this one. I also think, and a lot of people's biggest gripe was, how did the predator shoot himself with his on with his own like harpoon gun or, See, or projectile is, weapon? Uh, spoiler for anybody who ain't seen the movie, but if right. you're listening to a review podcast about a movie, you probably should have already watched it. Right. He's this right, is my guys. one of my biggest gripes. <laughs> it's also in my notes as well. Is this is a maybe not an ancient, you know predator this may not even be a hunter predator. this could be a very like a young predator. Yeah, like a youngling that's that's getting yeah. his feet wet yeah yeah it's also the simple fact of in just about every movie you see predator know what their armor set is they know what weapons they have they know what skills they, they know have the weapons of war yeah they're pretty much they're alien versions of mandalorians their their armor their weapons their warfare is their religion it's their life well it's not only culture. that they they recognize other races weapons as well so oh, if you don't have a weapon in your hand the predator nine times out of ten doesn't even bother you yeah because it's like why because you're not unless a you're the snake at the beginning of the movie he decided to stab in the head and skin for no apparent well reason. snake snakes are predators it's a snake it is but His he was on a, were bigger than the rattlesnake well, he was big he was on a different planet and you know he had, he was collecting trophies as he went he was collecting trophies of the wildlife which we've seen him do in other movies yes i i, I do think that uh there, I think it was a smart way to kill him, but at the same time, without having any explanation of how old or how experienced this predator is, it is kind of hard for me to believe that the predator, knowing that his, knowing that his helmet, wherever the sights landed, that's where that projectile was going. Right. So it's essentially a homing projectile. So maybe he didn't see 
I can't remember if it was pointed at the back of his head or it was pointed at the front. See, I think it was pointed it, at the back. No, because he got shot like right in the forehead. Well, I'm saying maybe it went through the back of his head and came out the front. That's what I'm saying. I, that's why I don't have like a, I don't give this any deductions on my on my rating for this because I can't remember if it was shining on the back of his head or on the front of his head. Either way, I think maybe it was he, shining on the front of his head. But either which way, it's still the simple fact of this predator should have known. From the get go, mm-hmm. hey, I might need my helmet. Right. You know, this is like this is like Steve Rogers without agree. the shield. Right. I agree with that. Know, yeah. His helmet is his eyeballs. That shows him the land. That shows him, right. you know, where my weapons are going to go. It shows me where I'm going to be shooting at. It it you, helps him track things. Like you can be, you know, he already has thermal vision as just his creature that he is, but being able to track something from time that like as a digital. Like shot for shot. Right, right. That comes from his helmet. That's true, yeah. A lot of his skill set comes from his helmet. You pretty much, like, that's that's probably more important than his actual, like, gauntlets and things. Like, from his actual weapons. It's his helmet itself. Right. But in this movie, you know, he loses it for a while, and then she falls down near it. He goes to shoot her. It, yeah. It puts lasers on his head. It kills him instead. And this leads to my next argument of this movie is something that I did not see was good story writing. I would have much rather have seen her like stab him to death, like get a spear and like just like jab him in the gooch or the neck or something. Right, like you like to her to make the killing. I blow. wanted her to come back to her camp, beat the fuck up more than she was, covered in his blood. I wanted like her to have war paint that was glowing. Right. But instead, she comes back to camp with just the head chopped off in her hand that she didn't technically kill. So what fucking hunter is that? Right. I, I, I get that gripe because that was her whole goal. It felt like, okay, you're saying that you think it it felt like her the kill the her, the kill was like unearned? A little bit, yeah. Okay. And as far as I'm concerned, I mean, it's the same way of like, the way of a samurai, if your enemy kills himself that's not an honorable kill no, it's, you could, bit, you it's, the, it's the biggest failure yeah it's yeah, the same yeah. way in military and stuff now I'm not gonna like put on my dog tags or put a chip on my bedpost like oh yeah confirm kill man I got that if you didn't pull the trigger you didn't kill it you don't get the credit right I get what you're saying but honestly guys it sounds like we're like ripping this movie apart it was a really good movie we really, really we, getting down to I, the nitty gritty yeah. like because it was such a good movie i had to break it down to find something i didn't like i, I really liked it however too. there's a lot of this movie that i did love and that would be the actors they couldn't have chose better actors i agree they some of the fight scenes in this movie are awesome right the ingenuity of the tribe when they made like the fake stretcher Right. Out of like the like oh yeah, the I, I, I actually love that too. That was pretty cool. Like that was yeah. really cool. Things like that, awesome. The dog MVP. That dog right. wins an Oscar. Back to the dog. Fuck. The dog is awesome. That dog is just amazing. I, I will say this. I think my, and I know that most fans caught this. I think one of the really cool things about it was when the Frenchman gives her the flintlock pistol. Yes, and that's that is something same, I didn't really touch on. The same pistol from Predator Two, essentially. Yeah. That's what that's what all fans are corroborating that this is that the same pistol. I, I, how it ends up in Which the hands of Predator, con- but it, it brings in continuity. It does. I think it that's cool. It makes it a full-on Predator movie that is canon. Yeah, it's just you know a few hundred years 
before it happens. Right. So, what you giving it? Out of a five. Out of a five, I'm going to give this movie a really good solid four. I, I would I'm... give this a four out of five. It's not your, it's not Infinity War in-game leveled movie. Right. And it's well, not your B-rated sci-fi TV show. This is a really good adaptation of character. It's a good adaptation of more than, better than decent, not the best story writing. And it's also just a good representation of how you can bring an intellectual property back out of the dead right. and make it good again. Revive it, yeah. We've made Predator good again. With no money. With, with a lot less money than what we gave Olivia Munn and them for that piece of dog shit that we got <laughs> in 2018. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, my verdict is uh, it's it's definitely a four out, of, four out of five for me too. So... That makes the Predator a four out of five, and that means it is grizzly grade guaranteed. Y'all stream it now. So also to top off our review here of Prey, we want to go ahead and rank the Predator movies from worst to the best. And I don't think it's anyone's surprise that the Predator is both of our least favorite Predator movie. And just so people understand the Predator, we're not talking about Predator, the first movie. We're talking about The Predator, 2018's biggest flop of the year. Right. $88 million of bullshit. Yeah, that movie sucked. Um, that, the, the thing is about The Predator is, is that the story... Uh, we've already kind of touched on it at the beginning of we the have, episode. We have. The story doesn't make any sense. Yeah, a lot the, of the comedy is like slapstick. Doesn't make any sense. The writing either. is horrendous. Uh, really, the only good thing about this movie that I could come up with is some good kills in it. The Predator has some good kills. That's fine. Um, Olivia Munn doing Olivia Munn things. Right. Out there Even though her, her lines are... Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> garbage. Uh, this is definitely not, uh, not an it's, X-Men it's, apocalypse. It's but, definitely not her fault. I, I will say that. But I can't I can say one thing. Even though the group of veterans was a lot of the, a lot of the lines they had were stupid. There was seeing Thomas Jane just get some screen time and get a paycheck again made my heart happy. Yeah, well, Tom, I haven't yeah. seen that man playing anything personally since like Hung on HBO after The Punisher. Yeah, he definitely. Like 2006. Yeah, he definitely like. He definitely. He fell just, off. He he just pops up here and there. And the uh, most random ass shit. So my number six is Alien versus Predator Requiem. So that's the second one? Yes. Okay. Uh, that's also what's in my sixth slot. I just called it AVP2 because I don't right. remember the subtitle. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, um, I think this movie had a lot of potential to be good. If it wasn't shot inside of a tin can at midnight. Right. It's so damn dark that you can't see any damn thing. I could turn the brightness up on my, my TV and it's still too damn dark. So... When was the last time you saw this movie? Like, what were you watching it on? I watched it recently. I watched it recently as well when we started talking about this. And the only copy that I could find was a DVD copy from the Family Dollar beside the Ingles by my house. <laughs> and with that, I put it in a PlayStation 5 on a 
$3,000 4K TV that's like 85 inches wide and it looked like total ass. Yeah. <laughs> like the, this movie does not hold the up. The version well. I got is a pile of shit too. And it's, it's probably good. a lot of the one of the fault of this movie it being so dark might be on the fault of me trying to use primitive technology with modern technology. Right. In like the worst way possible. Yeah, but it, it, I don't even know it if it was still on like the paper. Did, did it make did it make the the leap to blue? I don't know if it made the leap to Blu-ray yet. If it did, I don't have a copy. If, of if it. it if it did one, I don't have a copy of it. And two, it's probably in like a double or like a triple feature. That's what I'm thinking. Like the Alien like, versus Predator two pack. Yeah, it's probably yeah, got yeah, like some shit like that. And Prometheus and AVP one and two. Right, right. Some weird, some, like some weird ass thing. Like you'll find it your Best Buy on Black Friday for ten dollars. Also, also fuck this movie because. A, a xenomorph eats a whole nursery of kids. That's fucked up. <laughs> I, I, I mean, appreciate yeah. I appreciate when movies go there like that. They go to to the place where you're not supposed to go. I do appreciate that, but yeah, it felt wasted in this in this movie because that alien that xenomorph is only getting nothing but xenomorph chicken nuggets it got a 20 it got a 20 piece <laughs> you, out the nursery you just compared kids <laughs> to chicken nuggets alright we're gonna move on to the number 5 spot uh, the number 5 spot for me is AVP1 okay so you put AVP1 in 5 I did not I put predators in my 5 slide really and probably for that is because Predators, even though it's a fun movie, there's a lot of good scenes and there's some actually decent writing and it's right. a good idea in that movie. Bring in like a bunch of convicts and all like these like rough, tough Yeah, the, the dangerous uh, like, groups like, of dangerous people like the yeah, serial killer, the, the, the like, Yakuza, the, the cartel dangerous guy. Dangerous game or whatever kind right, of story. Right, 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 right. Like some Lord of the Flies shit, you know, it's just take right. all these people, put them no, on. No, I love that. I love that concept. I think that concept I love great. that concept too. And I love that concept more than what we got in AVP one, everything in Predators felt like a Predator movie. Right. It was like, oh, I'm a Yakuza. I'm gonna try to fight it with a sword. No, the fuck you ain't. Yeah. Oh, you he know? killed that Predator though, but he, he did. But he did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, He's there's, dead. There's scenes in there like they're trying to use explosives. And they got like these vet, like a vet that's like just off the rails. They got like gangsters in here like trying to shoot it with an Uzi. I think my and, biggest problem with that movie, and I love him as an actor. I do. I love him as an actor. Adrian Brody is not uh, yeah, the okay. tough guy. Take. Hey, not Adrian that type, Brody. not that type of tough guy. Though he's not Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's and what no. I'm trying to say. He no, no. and and it, it was like he watched the original Predator and was like, "I'm just gonna make like, you know, I'm just gonna act just like Arnold did," and right. it did, and it didn't make any sense to and me. Adrian Brody needs to keep his ass over on the other side of Hollywood with movies like The Pianist because where he actually showed some balls and played piano for Hitler I had to take some balls did he, did, was he in the okay. pa- he was in The Pianist yeah I think he was The Pianist I do believe in the movie The Pianist the last movie I remember watching with him is an old ass movie this is like early 2000s was The Jacket you remember The Jacket where he or he got in a straight jacket and he would like send it back in time and shit I need to go back and watch that movie I don't think I've movie. ever seen that did, did, I need to go back and watch that movie I remember that movie being like really good but also, my taste have changed a lot. That movie's probably a piece of shit now. <laughs> also, I am correct. 2002, The Pianist. So, yeah. I thought that he was in that movie. I wasn't quite sure. So. But he also played, like, a side project in Fantastic Mr. Fox, too, which was a phenomenal movie, but that's right. a totally different conversation for another time. Well, I feel like that. 
He, play, he plays an artsy movies, not these action movies. He does right, play right. some action movies. I think he works well as like a gangster. Uh, like maybe the, the, gangster. Bo- the boss, not the enforcer. I mean, I guess. Because I think, don't he, don't he do something in, he does something in a gangster show, don't he? Don't he do like Peaky uh, Blinders yeah. or something? Yeah, he plays a part in Peaky Blinders, which I'm currently watching right now. I'm in like season three. Yeah, I love uh, Peaky, Peaky Blinders. Blinders. It's good, good stuff. It's good stuff. You're not going to see me running right. around in a wool jacket in a smithing town, though. That's right. stupid, but whatever. I think that... Uh, shorts, fuck. As far as, as far as like AVP goes, in my opinion, and when we get to it on your list, you, I want you to give me your thoughts on it. Uh, AVP, to me, I understood what they were going. Is It was like they were trying to capitalize on the the comics that were Dark Horse put out back in the yes. day. And I think that they, they would have been so much more successful if the movie was fucking rated R. See, and I think that's the reason it's a little bit higher up on my list because I, I remember I, seeing this movie in theaters when it came out. Yeah, I seen it too. And I went by myself and bought the ticket. Yeah. I was a child. Right. I was a child going well, to see AVP. Well, and the only that. way that I got in there and enjoyed that well, fuck out of that movie was the simple fact that it was not rated well, R. That's and it could the... be a nostalgia thing of why it's a little bit higher on my list than Predators. But that movie's fucking dope. You can go back and watch that movie now. It's still awesome, except for the simple fact of it's not true to tone. Exactly. And that's the reason it stays mid-grade on my list. I want to make it clear, I don't hate this movie. Oh god, you can't. I just think that it, I just think that AVP could have been so much better if it would have been rated R. And I'm okay with that. Once again, the only yeah. the only flaw about that movie is the right. tone. It's definitely a lot better than AVP too. So in my number four spot, I have Predators. Okay, so we just we essentially just flip flop that. Pretty much. I think that my like the like I said before, my biggest gripe with this movie is Adrian Brody is not the tough guy, and he just seemed really out of place. Yeah, um, there's, a, there's a few of these actors in some of these movies that are out. Dude, I didn't mind the twist with the with the freaking the killer. I didn't mind. I didn't mind that twist. Yeah, me either. Yeah, what 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 the hell is that guy's name? He's in Spider Man Three too. He played Venom. And he was awful. And he's in that 70s show. God, what's that guy's name? You're talking about the guy that played Eric Foreman. Right, that guy. And I cannot remember that. Dude, I can't remember his name now. I feel awful because he, he seems like a really nice guy. <laughs> but he plays the serial killer, dude. I think he did it well. But, and, which is weird because he, he plays in like some off-the-wall shit. Um, yeah. Topher Grace. Topher Grace. That why the hell could I remember Topher Grace? Because I don't everyone, know because it's like everyone, Topher I guess Grace. I, I, I guess it, dyslexia. I guess everybody freaking. I guess everybody freaking put put him out of their brain after the abomination that was Spider Man Three. And well, yeah. let's let's move on. My number three spot is Predator Two. Same, and Predator Two holds a special part in my heart. Oh of yeah, being me one too, of the dude. Very few, very few times in the '80s where a movie got a sequel and it wasn't dog shit. Well, don't remember that Predator came in the early. The Predator Two came in the early '90s, but it feels like an '80s movie. Which is probably the reason I love it. Just say this is the same thing that happened: Beverly Hills Cop One and Beverly Hills Cop Two. Well, Beverly Hills Cop One was in the '80s, and Beverly Hills Cop Two was shot in '91. But it definitely still had the feel of the '80s. Because it's in that little cusp area there of the early '90s, a lot of stuff's still being shot the same way. Right. Yeah. So. So it, still it might as well have been feet. in the '80s. It was. It yeah. was. It was out in 1990. 
Okay, then so yeah, it was it literally was, on. So the, it was being filmed in '89. Right, so it, it's still yeah, it was on the cusp. It, it definitely has that um that more '80s feel to it. I think that uh, the soundtrack in that's awesome. Like right, just like the tone and like this, the score of that movie is great. Right, it takes it takes what was good about the first one and yeah. builds on it in this one. I I agree with that. A and lot I, of the sound effects. I like Danny movie. Glover. I love Danny Glover. How do you not like? You Danny can't Glover? hate Danny Glover. I love Gary Busey in the movie too. Once Although again, he's off the he's he off the might, rails. Gary Busey is modern day un, unhinged as fuck, but he can act his balls off. I like him Gary, and yeah. his fucking lazy eye. Yeah. <laughs> I like him. He's just a white Lawrence Fishburne. I freaking love Gary Busey. And I like Jake Busey, too. I like his son. His son's a great actor, too. Who, Jake Busey was also in The Predator. And he looked really out of place playing a scientist. But let's not get back on that tangent again. I think that Predator 2, I love putting Predator in the city. I do, too, man. I thought that was cool, too. It strives so well. Because he really has to work hard at hiding. Yes. And I think he just does a great. I, I think that and that, that throws off a lot of his senses too. Just right, because there's heat see, everywhere. There's the black heat top. on cars. Right, and you know the sun's out. The the ground is essentially lava. This film movie was filmed in the summer, right. so like the asphalt had to be like 120 degrees. Right. His thermal vision was probably like. Are we in a fucking oven? Right. Are we in hell or are we <laughs> just in, in Manhattan? Am I in the sun? <laughs> it's not much of a difference, but yeah, I, I think that uh, I think that that was a fantastic concept. I'd love Predator too, I'd, and it was it was very hard to put this next movie in the second position because I do love Predator too so much, and I am going to say that Prey is in my number two spot. Same. Okay, so most of our list is the same, because I already, at this point, if this is number two, then I already know you're number one. Well, I think and, everybody does. Yeah. <laughs> and two, Prey gets the second spot mainly because it's a true-to-form Predator movie that the only time we've seen anything that was true-to-form Predator was in the original. I do agree with that. And we've talked enough about Prey. Right. So I can go on a full tangent about Prey. No, we, I have we, some we've things about Prey about I Prey. love. Right. Some things I hate. It got a 4 out of 5. It's Grizzly Grade approved. It's guaranteed right off of brews and reviews. But that always brings us to the end of this list at number one. And that's the original Predator. Predator number one. The very first one of the best roles Donald Schwarzenegger's ever had. Stone Cold Classic. Hands down, it is the Predator movie. It's a bona fide, timeless classic. It's a pulp, pop culture phenomenon. Oh, yeah. You can't go to anywhere. You can't go to any Comic-Con anywhere without seeing a poster of Predator, without someone dressed as Predator, and it never fails. Someone's going to see an original Predator, and someone's going to be like, "Get your good chopper." Right. Everyone loves that. I freaking love so much, that. But that has been memed in modern time. It's like, oh, my phone's on ten percent. Let me get to the charger. I it's do. just hilarious. I, I think that everything I, about that movie is just so. Good. I love Arnold's one-liners in the movie, but I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I like Jesse Ventura's a little bit better. I mean, yeah. Like, there's no good there like an Alabama tick. I love that shit. I die. So, like, me and my buddies at, at, at work at my day job are like, every, like, we always quote stuff from prayer, like, I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> shit like that. It's so freaking funny. But 
it that's how it was that people don't get it like back in the day that was the expendables before there was the expendables percent oh, like movies like predator yeah. and like these like over-the-top movies like this that had a band of group of your merry men fighting one thing is just the birth of how we ended up getting movies like expendables later on or I mean, hell, even movies like like True Lies later on, because I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger again. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. He ruled the eighties so and the nineties for me. He, he's just a he's a Predator itself. The writing's good. The characters are good. The special effects for it being in like the mid eighties is good. It's good for what it was at the time. It was revolutionary really at its time. It was... Have you ever seen like the old, you know that that wasn't the original look of the Predator. Like the original right. look of the Predator looked more like a it looked like a, like a, like a praying mantis looking yeah. thing. And guess who was in the suit? Jean-Claude Van Damme was in the suit. See, here we go again with Expendables. Right. So Jean-Claude <laughs> Van Damme was in the suit, but Jean-Claude Van Damme supposedly was so dehydrated he could not stay hydrated so he kept passing out so they had to like stop production reinvent the suit completely like this the there's set photos of the old suit the old suit is goofy as shit i'm so glad they went back to the drawing board and made this new this new suit because that first suit was so bad like it literally looked like a praying mantis with the predator's body it made that, no sense. That doesn't even sound good. No, the simple it, fact. that movie would have flopped if it would have. They would have kept that suit. And honestly, and I can't remember the actor's name to save my life, but the guy that played Predator supposedly was one of the nicest guys ever and one of the you best people to work like, with. You have that yeah, a lot in films, especially. Oh yeah, like Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder who plays Jason, big yeah. dude, real physical, nicest guy you ever met. Gentle giant, man. Right, like, man. Full on gentle giant. But pretty much any time you see Terry Crews in a movie, like he looks like he's going like, to snap you in half, but this man makes furniture. Yeah. And like draws comics. I love it, dude. He paints. Anything he else you want to add to how great the Predator is because eventually I want to do a Mean Joe video on Predator. That would be great. The only thing I have to add to this, I don't have anything else to say about Predator, but I do have something to say about the franchise and brand of Predator. Okay. We need more expanded universe of Predator. We need to see Third World more. We need to see, I would be okay with a, a high budget Predator show. Oh yeah. Where it's just I it can you can subtitle the entire thing, which I hate. I cannot. I am a dub over sub kind of guy. Right. I will watch every episode of this if they're just talking in like, like growls and grunts. But I want to see their world more. Yeah, like exploring the the world of the outside Iatogen. of comic books, yeah. outside of comic books and novels, just for the simple fact of I think it'd be really fucking cool. Oh, absolutely. If, I, even even if we have to take like some space marines, like some. You know, like some Doom level shit. Mm -hmm. You know, some Starship fucking Troopers level shit. Send it like, like, I wanna, oh God! I, you know how they keep crash landing on our planet? Right. I want the same thing to happen with us, except we don't have an insurance policy, so we're fucking stuck there. <laughs> so and we gotta learn how to either Dolly either good. fight and or find flight back. So, out so there. you want to hear the only good print is a dead print. <laughs> <laughs> like oh the good bug is a dead bug from Starship Troopers pretty, much, pretty I, much I I think that would be amazing and I think that the, you know they're bringing out a, an Aliens show yes on Hulu I think that that is going to be testing the waters to see 
how they're gonna how that does. As long as they don't bring me an AVP show, we'll be fine. Right. The AVP unless had its the, unless they're gonna follow the comics, and I will take I will take that that comic book's really good. It's it's good for its time. It is a product of the '90s and '80s, but yeah. it's 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 good. But still, I give it no benefit of doubt. Mm-hmm. We it had its chance. It had its moment. Let it die uh-huh. in peace. We all thought it was cool. Right. You know, but sir, you're 45. Why are you still hanging out at college parties? Go home. <laughs> I got <laughs> you. Go home. I got, I, I got one, one more question for you, and then we're going to wrap this up. Okay. I want to hear your serious idea for the next Predator movie or the next Prey movie, and I want to hear your outlandish idea for outlandish? a scene. Like, okay. I'll give you mine when you give me one. Send me your serious one first. Okay, my most serious one, which a lot of people, I think I know which route you're probably going to try to go down. You kind of want like some samurai imperial Japan. I absolutely want to see. And a lot of people talk about that, which I agree. That would be fucking cool. However, I want Predator in World War II. I oh no, that'd want, be that'd be tight. I want like General Patton, Winston Churchill. I want. I want to see Mussolini get stabbed by a man with dreads. <laughs> like, like it just wouldn't make any sense. That's how Mussolini met his end. Was by the like, I want to see predator. the Nazi regime take a predator and train it to be a soldier. And I want to see the Allied forces try to go. Do you want to keep the weapons primitive, like with the times, like it was in Prey? Because oh, I thought that was a great touch. Absolutely, in Prey. I want to keep everything true to form on the human side. So of give things. them like metal projectiles, like the absolutely. yeah. Nah, Absolutely. That is and true. I want him to have that armor and the thermal and all this. Because shout out to uh, the downfall of what may happen in this movie if it's ever made. And if it's ever made, I want credits, damn it. I want credits. <laughs> I, think, I think it'd be dope and I want Tom Hanks in. <laughs> yeah. So you want like a, you want, you want Saving Private Ryan but with Predator. Pretty much. Yeah. I want old dude, what's, what's the actor's name that threw, threw his fucking helmet at the, at the guy after he shot him in the ass? He ran out of ammo. I want that guy to throw a helmet at Predator. And he just gets like beamed. Just, just boom, gone. Plasma cast to his chest. But no, like in all honesty, it'd be really cool to see like World War Two, your like battle of like Stalingrad or something, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden like a tank just gets like split in half, and they're like, "Well, what the fuck?" Right. Like, the lucky strikes fall out their mouths. Like they're like, "Uh, what right. the fuck?" And it's and some kind of it's just predator weapon that like and it's so much of a shock that even the imposing force is like, "Ah, spray at you, what the fuck?" Right. And it's just gonna be a fucking bloodbath. But it's going to be really cool to see that happen because you're looking at some of the fiercest fighters ever in history. Is probably right. Allied forces in World War II. Them men were built different. Them oh yeah, men were built different, and you can't rival them at all. Oh no, greatest generation. Absolutely, and right. except you know, kind of ruined the housing market 50 years later. But that's a different story. <laughs> right. As as for the real estate podcast, we film on Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> so what about your um? What about your most outlandish idea? My most outlandish idea? I want a... I want a spaghetti western style, like a bonanza style <laughs> predator. <laughs> Dude, I'd take that. Cowboys. Dude, Tombstone meets Predator. That'd be tight. I'd watch that. Like, it, like I, I can see it now. Like, Doc Holliday, I'll be your huckleberry. And it's like trying to shoot <laughs> it's like, a 45 <laughs> you hit, you hit a predator. <laughs> 
<laughs> They're trying to lasso him. <laughs> He's just breaking through. That sounds awful now. <laughs> so my so He's my, riding a horse. Predator comes in riding a horse. So my serious idea was the feudal Japan. I thought that would be awesome. Not not a, like not one predator, like like two predators and them getting to the middle of a of a family feud in feudal Japan. So pretty much you want what would essentially would be like the Hatfields and McCoys. Exactly. Like, in feudal Japan. But in feudal Japan, yeah. Okay. Who's fucking the pig? I thought that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it'd be cool. Or maybe like during like uh, some regime and it's at the fall of the regime and out of all the things I gotta deal with, two predators show up. Okay, I like this idea a lot. Right. Just don't put Matt Damon in it. No, Matt Damon's not going in. This isn't the Great Wall or whatever. My outlandish idea, and this is what we're going to end the show on. Okay. Now that Disney owns both Marvel and Predator, and if they can get Sony to cooperate, I would fucking love to see Craven the Hunter take on a Predator. A Hunter versus Hunter. Dude, situation. that'd be tight. Tell me that wouldn't be tight. Spider-Man needs to be involved. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man could be involved, but I want... I want some B-rated Marvel heroes in this then, okay? Right. You, I want, I want Craven the Hunter, and I want Frank Castle to get a shit pushed in by Predator. You want, <laughs> like, I, really, you want, you want Punisher to get killed by Predator? Dude, the Punisher versus Predator would be tough. I mean, yeah, it'd be cool. He put his head on like a drill press, fucking throw that shit in. Damn, but man, go hard on the Punisher. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that'd be cool because I remember in, like some battle forums that I've been a part of, someone tried to put. Uh, three predators up against Craven the Hunter. I'm like, Craven the Hunter's gonna get his ass kicked. Absolutely. I mean he is like he's like Captain America. But even he caught hell. Okay I think that three Yatija would destroy Captain America. The three Yatija probably take down Thanos. No. <laughs> Thanos hell no. And with, the, and with that we're gonna end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, uh Jake, it was a good time dude. Drank a couple beers review prey and rank our predator movies i thought that was a this was a fun th- time this was a fun time I, we need to do this more often and, and i'm surprised your cave is air conditioned uh, it being in the summer where we live at now oh well, me, it's really my, cool to come into a cave my big grizzly ass has to has to stay cool man i can see why you hibernate and snore oh so absolutely people down in the village down the hill could definitely absolutely hibernate. it's a warning <laughs> it's a that, that's what it is it's a warning right. well Predator's probably still out here oh yeah you know what that's why I'm about to go I'm about to go grab my battle axe and go fight that son of a bitch now and with that we're going to bring this episode to an end thank you all so much for y'all's continued support and patience without y'all this show is not possible I want to give a shout out to Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. His music is amazing and is what I use in my background music and throughout each episode, as well as the music I use for my intro and my outros. So check out White Bat on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts and also follow the show on all social media platforms. Most importantly, join the Mean Militia by joining the official Facebook group, the Mean Joe Grizzly Mean Militia. Jake, it was fun, man. Me and Joe, it's good to see you again, man. Hopefully we can make this a regular thing. So you're going to have to do something with, with the aliens out there. Okay, I can. I already got to go through the woods. I don't need to get, you know, ducted on the way in. I'll do my best to clear out the alien threat before you get back, brother. It'd be much appreciated. But remember, until next time.
I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch.